Thank you for joining me today. My name is James Briscoe. I'm an ordained Baptist minister, and God has called me to be a Latter-day prophet in these latter days. Prophets came to warn the people that the religious leaders had not been calling out sin as they should. And the prophets came to call it out and call out the sinners. So that's what I do. I come to call out the sinners. So I've come to call them out and I'm calling out to the remnant and telling them they need to get ready because we're getting closer and closer to the rapture. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for watching after us and taking care of us. We ask you to continue to bless us and keep us as we move throughout this day. I ask this in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. My topic today is an old black man's deja vu. An old black man's deja vu. The term deja vu is a French term, and it means recalling something that happened in the past that's occurring today, and you see the similarity. And I'll get more into it as we move into this, uh, this essay commentary. However, let's move on. What I'm going to do is I'm going to read from an essay commentary that I wrote. And then at the end of the reading of it, I will give you a number of responses, points that I point out concerning that particular, my particular essay commentary. So that's what I'm going to do. And I'll let you know as I read on, can, to, I will continue to say I'm reading more of the essay. I'll do that. So let's get started. I have a simple message to share with Carrie Lake and Donald Trump. I am a black man who is 81 years old. And for the past 60 plus years, I have felt the sense of deja vu when I experienced what happened in the 2020 election and what most what happened in the most recent election too. Carrie, you can beat any Democrat in a fair election. You are a real threat to them. Many of the other Republicans that ran in the last election can win in a fair election too. Dr. Oz can win in any fair election. However, Mr. Trump, you caught the Democrats with their britches down, mooning the Republicans when you ran against Hillary. They had no idea that you would work five times harder to beat her. I could see that she thought she could get away with the same lazy behaviors she practiced when working for that sorry ass President Obama. After the ass kicking you gave the Democrats, they decided to employ the California system of cheating strategy. They would use it in all the cities and the states that they controlled. My deja vu was recalling the anger, the pain, and the suffering I felt concerning their lawlessness for a large portion of my life. That's the Democrats. Lynchings, refusing us our basic civil rights, and selling us black 
a myriad of big lies for much of my life is what they've done. When they killed Emmett Till, my father was so deeply hurt, he stayed in a drunken stupor for three days. Blowing up churches, the assassination of Edward Maggers, the high-tech lynching of Justice Clarence Thomas, and their total, total disrespect for Condoleezza Rice and a list of other atrocities against us is just the tip of the iceberg for me concerning the Democrats. I guess I need to get to my purpose for writing this essay commentary now. To win an election against the demonic Democratic Party, you must first destroy their ability to employ their system of cheating. It is naive to think you, Donald Trump, can win with a larger number of votes. Joseph Stalin said, it's not the number of votes, but it's who counts the votes. When the demonic party cannot count the votes like in Florida, they lose. If you can destroy their system of cheating in just four to five swing city states, you can win those states and a national election too. I have this message for all of you wishy-washy Republicans who are buying into the Machiavellian strategy the demonic Democratic Party is using. There is no way your party is ever going to win if you keep spineless people in leadership roles. You cannot allow the Democrats to dictate how your party will operate. They are out to destroy you, just as they tried to do when they started the Civil War. People keep forgetting they started the Civil War. Uh, that's just that's not in the that's not in the commentary. You must never forget their history if you really want to put them out of business, Mr. Trump. You and the other loyal Republicans that really love this country must devise in secret a definite plan to implement that gets to the core root of what they devise, the Democrats, while your spineless Republican leaders were in bed sleeping. Old Abraham Lincoln was a spineless wishy-washy leader for much of the civil wars. Henry Lloyd Garrison, the abolitionist, called him a piece of white trash like the people he grew up with in Kentucky and Illinois. General Grant and Sherman had that killer instinct that brought an end to the Democrats' attempts to destroy this country. All the Southern leaders and leadership should have been put on trial for treason and war crimes and then executed, just as Lee should have been included in that execution. This would have closed the door on the Democrats' resurrection and their comeback. Thaddeus Stevens and Charles Sumner, two great men who were in the Senate and in the House of Representatives during the Civil Rights, I mean, during the Civil War era, knew that if they didn't drive a stake into the heart of the beast, 
it would come back and destroy this country. The writer Harriet Beecher Stowe said at the start of the Civil War that it was God's divine retribution that would bring this nation all the suffering and misery that the slave mothers experienced for over the past 250 years. And it did. Mr. Trump, you must destroy their system of cheating if you really want to win. Tell that fool, Chucky boy, this is what the prophet Hosea said. They have sown the wind and they are going to reap a whirlwind. That slim margin that the House of Representatives won by was God's handicapping them so they will stay on track and not let those lobbyists, those Washington swamp lobbyists, buy their votes and their souls. The Paul Ryans are just a bunch of spineless traitors who have always been part of the problem. I quote, if you are not part of the solution, then you are the problem. Tell that Mitch McConnell, a career politician who needs to go out to pasture with the other old horses. Mr. Trump, God has a statistical theory in play called the regression toward the means. The regression towards the means. The pendulum is over to the left, but is slowly starting to move back toward the means. The political left, that's the Communist Democratic Party, has a short period of time in the scheme of God's will before he moves to destroy them. Mr. Trump, you must stay on target and use the momentum you will gain as the pendulum moves back towards the means. Let me blow away this lie that the wishy-washy Republicans and the lying Democrats are promoting. There really was a red tsunami, but the Democrats developed a storm barrier, a wall, like many of the countries of the Atlantic Ocean use to protect their harbors from powerful storms. All the hype about the red tsunami made the demonic party more determined to weaken the storm by employing their system of cheating to win in the swaying states. There was a good turnout in those states that the Democratic Party did not control. Their storm barriers consisted of, now this is what their storm barriers consisted of, of lies and misinformation by the national media and the internet media, Google in particular. Also, harvesting and changing written ballots. Also, the pathological liar Joe Biden's illegal tricks and distractions, the student loan trick. And we're still talking about the barrier, what consisted of the barrier, and the destruction of paper ballots cast during those long waiting periods, especially some of those waiting periods in some of those 
swing states of 30, 30 to 50 days. They destroyed many of those ballots. As in the past, we, us black folks, had no way to hold the Democrats accountable for what they did to us, especially during the civil rights period. There was no legal redress or consequences for their lawlessness. You hear that? No, we had no redress or consequences for their lawlessness. When they would appear before the news media and make claims of what a good job they did in destroying the red tsunami, my past came rushing back in waves of hate, anger, and resentment because they lied to the press concerning us so many times before, the Democrats. I guess I still suffered the same sense of hopelessness that I felt for a large portion of my life. Now that they have flipped the South and turned the North into my deja vu of personal miseries and depression even today. My postscript, my name is Dr. James W. Briscoe, my postscript reads like this. The Arizona debacle only proved what we knew about their cheating and stealing elections. Their brazen arrogance was evident when they continued the cheating process that they had started prior to their debacle. Their swing state sisters were more efficient at concealing their cheating. Now these swing states are now telling their lies about winning to all the folks who would believe them. Jesus Christ said this, Satan is a murderer and the originator of the, of the lie, and his children are all liars too. Well, it's good to know the Democrats are the children of the liar and the murderer because their party is the death culture party, and that's the part of murdering. So Jesus was right about them in those two particular eras, especially. I finished reading my commentary essay, and now I'm going to just make a few points. My first point, well, let me just, again, define what deja vu means. It's a, it's a feeling having already experienced the present situation. I got that from the dictionary, Webster's Dictionary. It says it's also a feeling having already experienced a present situation, a tedious familiarity to list the opponents of this policy is to invite boredom and a sense of deja vu. Let's get to our first point. First, it's naive to think that if we play fair, you hear that, if the Republicans play fair, that we will have a chance to win an election in the swing states that the Democrats control. No, they cheat all the time. And so we've got to find a way to destroy their form of cheating. And we've got to do some things that they don't know about 
in, in this next election. Two, Arizona is a case in point. They're the best case in point. And it's good that God exposed that them. Their gross failure gave us an inside up close look at what was repeated in Pennsylvania, New York, and the other swing states that the Democrats control. So we got a chance to see how that cheating system goes about. And they made it clear, and it was evident. And they tried to use the same formula of cheating, but they were more inefficient than deficient. They, being, they were more inefficient and then rather than being efficient on how to do it. They were deficient. A third point is, as long as they are counting the final votes, we have no chance to win. They even cheat their own party members when they ch challenge the party's narrative. And I'm going to give you an example of them cheating their own party members. What happened in California, LA concerning the city attorney is an excellent example of what they do when they want to promote their party narrative and the person does not follow along with them. In the LA, LA has three and a half million people living in it. But first, let me mention what happened first in San Francisco. San Francisco had a city attorney who wasn't worth a nickel. He was letting people out of jail without even uh, posting bond and stuff like that, like they do in New York and those states. And they were coming back out and committing even worse crimes. So the Democrats, L.A., uh, San Francisco is 85 percent Democrats. They were sick of that city attorney. And so they decided to recall him by using the signature petitions and they did it and they won. They won. They got rid of that man and got another person in who's not too much better, but they got a better person in. Well, the guy who was in, the city attorney who was in San Francisco about five years earlier, he was there and they chased him out the city. The San Francisco people chased him out the city. Well, he came down to LA and in a few years, he ran for the city attorney, and he's a smooth, greasy liar, and he won. Now, we're talking about the Democrats, what they do today. In L.A., it's probably about 85% also Democrats in that city. But he won. But he turned out to be just as bad as he was in San Francisco. So the L.A. Democrats said, let's get rid of him and let's use signature petitions to get rid of him. Well, they tried it. It didn't work. They had over 600,000 and all they needed was 500,000. And they got cheated and they it didn't work. So they came back the second time and said, well, we'll have so many numbers and they won't be able to cheat us. They had over 750,000 signatures. And the people who set the, the signatures in, in, in place, I mean, set the petition in place, they said, we want to watch and see what y'all do, because we didn't watch that last time. Well, they were there watching, and when it came time to, to look at the signatures and count the signature, the people who were doing all the counting, these are Democrats, put the Democrats out the room, those ones who were supposed to be watching to see that they were being fair. And they put them out the room and wouldn't let them back in. 
and that same city, slimy city attorney won again because they canceled out over 250,000 signatures to keep him in office. <coughs> Excuse me. So the Democrats will cheat the Democrats when they're not following the party line. They don't care. They're cheaters. And they don't care. The communists in, in Russia, the Communist Party is run by Putin, but they're, but he does things that even hurt the members of the party. And they can't get rid of him. So the Democrats, the Communist Democratic Party, they do what they want to do, even to their own members. Let me move on. I just had to make that point. Our fourth point is their barbaric crimes, murdering Emmett Till, Major Edwards, bombing a church with three little girls in it, those barbaric crimes, and nobody went to jail for any of those things. That's what they did to us. The little girls that were at the church in Montgomery, those three little girls, there was an, an ironic thing to it. They were all friends of Condoleezza Rice. Condoleezza Rice, the one who came and was in George Bush's cabinet. They were all her friends. And she said later she was sick or she would have been in that same church that they bombed and she would have been one of the four girls that were killed. But she was sick and she was not there. Fifth, nothing sticks to them. Those crimes, none of those crimes have stuck to them to where anybody would prosecute. All of the many atrocities, their lying disclaimers have washed their sins away. See, the Democrats are shameless. They're guiltless and they're lawlessness. They don't care or give a damn. They just want to continue and have their narrative pushed and destroy this nation and make a one world government. So nothing sticks to them. Six, the pathological liar, Joe Biden, once was held accountable for his lies, but he has a free pass now that the tide has changed in the favor of the Democrats. See, the news media back in the 80s and I think in the 90s also, he ran two times for the in the primaries for the Democratic presidency, and the news media nailed him each time and caught him in his lies. A pathological liar is more than a compulsive lie. A pathological liar lives in his lies. His lies are his reality for him. If Biden met with a group of people from Mars, he would come to them and tell them that he had been to Mars on several occasions. If he met with a group of people from Alaska, he'll say that he was up there in, in those Alaska ice huts, too, and he had been up there. He lies, whatever the occasion is, he lies to fit that occasion because that's his reality. That's the way he lives. He is a pathological liar. He failed in the third grade, and we, in teaching, we used to have there's a syndrome for the third grader. Failed. You can't find that he failed because they cleaned that up. Like, see, they did like Obama. Obama cleaned up everything that you can't even figure out who he was. But the pathological liars starred in the third grade. The Machiavellian strategy and the wishy washy Republicans are 
hooking into what the swamp lovers want them to believe. They want them to believe and destroy the, Democrat, the Republican Party by saying, we've got to get rid of Trump. Well, that's a lie and it's stupid. But the Machiavellian strategy is seeming to wait to work with a number of wishy-washy Republicans. They don't care if they win or lose. They just want to be in the swamps there in Washington, D.C., and get all the gravy you can get out the swamps and all the things that the swamp can provide you. That's all they want. And the Democrats know that, too. They know who the swamp people are. Well, let's move on. The Machiavellian strategy is out in force. My eighth point is the regression toward the means is in play. You understand? The regression towards the means. That's a statistical measure that you can use to measure political uh, opinions. You can use it for for uh, polls that you're raising one to measure how people are responding to something or something like that. That is in play, as I said. God has that in play. Briscoe doesn't have that in play. He has that in play. And the fact that it's been over to the left for such for at least the last 12 years, it's been over there and left. But it's starting to move back toward the means. And once it gets to the means, then it'll move to the right. And it moves slow, years in just making one point to another point, and it's moving back or forth, whichever one. So the pendulum is now starting to move back toward the means. And so that's the regression toward the means. And that means that at when it gets to the means and starts slowly to the right, the right, those people who are like Hitler, the Nazis and stuff, and we're starting to see it even in Europe. It already happened in Italy, but it's going to continue. The fact is, when it starts to the right, the right is going to give you people on the left hell. And once that Antichrist comes in, because he will be on the right, he's going to destroy all the left. He's going to go after them with a fierce velocity of destroying them. And then eventually he'll turn on the Jews. Many of the people on the left are Jews. The Jews, when Hitler was coming to power, everybody thinks that he just focused on the Jews. No, the Nazis were fighting. They were street battles fighting against the communists before he, once he started gaining power and before he took di di dictatorship. They were fighting the communists. And eventually, once he got dictatorship, he kicked the communists out of, most of the communist party out of out of Germany. And that's who they were. And guess what? Some of you are going to say that I'm against Jews. No, I know history. Most of the communists in Hitler, in Germany, were Jews. The whole concept of atheism comes out of the Jews after they were taken to Babylon. So the Antichrist will give hell to the left, and he's going to go after you Muslims too, and he's going to make 
y'all's life hell. And he's going to move towards a one system government and the rest of us who are going to catch hell. Church is going to be gone. I'm going to be gone. I'm not going to even have to deal with that when it gets to the right. Let me move toward closing. If the Republican leadership remains as it is, this party is doomed for destruction. But God, there's going to be an act of God that's going to come forth. It's not going to be man. Man can't do anything. God's going to do it. The Republicans must see their reality and become as aggressive as Trump has been since his entry into the political arena. You understand that? You've got to be assertive. You can't be passive with a bunch of people such as the demonic party of the Democrats, the death culture, the death culture. You keep forgetting they are the death culture. There's nothing about them that has life in it. Well, so we must continue to watch. We must continue to pray. Uh, in Zechariah, when they asked Zechariah if he, the Jews were praying, to ask him to change the, the uh, prophecies that were going to hit the Israel, the Lord told Zechariah, I'm not changing those prophecies. I'm not. They will continue. Your rituals or anything is not going to change. All the praying y'all want to do is not going to change what the prophecies for this world are. And this world is going to come to its destruction. So let me close. Maranatha, talk to you next year, if it's God's will. Maranatha. Thank you for joining me today. My name is James Briscoe. I'm an ordained Baptist minister. And God has called me to be a latter-day prophet in these latter days. Prophets came to warn the people that the religious leaders had not been calling out sin as they should. And the prophets came to call it out and call out the sinners. So that's what I do. I come to call out the sinners. So I'm come to call them out and I'm calling out to the remnant and telling them, they need to get ready because we're getting closer and closer to the rapture. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for watching after us and taking care of us. We ask you to continue to bless us and keep us as we move throughout this day. I ask this in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. My topic today is an old black man's deja vu, an old black man's deja vu. The term deja vu is a French term, and it means recalling something that happened in the past that's occurring today, and you see the similarity. And I'll get more into it as we move into this, uh, this essay commentary. However, let's move on. What I'm going to do is I'm going to read from an essay commentary that I wrote. And then at the end of the reading of it, I will give you a number of responses, points that I point out concerning that particular, my particular essay commentary. So that's what I'm going to do. And I'll let you know as I read on, can, to, I will continue to say I'm reading more of the essay. I'll do that. So let's get started. 
I have a simple message to share with Carrie Lake and Donald Trump. I am a black man who is 81 years old and for the past 60 plus years, I have felt the sense of deja vu when I experienced what happened in the 2020 election and what most what happened in the most recent election too. Carrie, you can beat any Democrat in a fair election. You are a real threat to them. Many of the other Republicans that ran in the last election can win in a fair election too. Dr. Oz can win in any fair election. However, Mr. Trump, you caught the Democrats with their britches down, mooning the Republicans when you ran against Hillary. They had no idea that you would work five times harder to beat her. I could see that she thought she could get away with the same lazy behaviors she practiced when working for that sorry ass President Obama. After the ass kicking you gave the Democrats, they decided to employ the California system of cheating strategy. They would use it in all the cities and the states that they controlled. My deja vu was recalling the anger, the pain, and the suffering I felt concerning their lawlessness for a large portion of my life. That's the Democrats. Lynchings, refusing us our basic civil rights, and selling us black a myriad of big lies for much of my life is what they've done. When they killed Emmett Till, my father was so deeply hurt, he stayed in a drunken stupor for three days. Blowing up churches, the assassination of Edward Maggers, the high-tech lynching of Justice Clarence Thomas, and their total, total disrespect for Condoleezza Rice and a list of other atrocities against us is just the tip of the iceberg for me concerning the Democrats. I guess I need to get to my purpose for writing this essay commentary now. To win an election against the demonic Democratic Party, you must first destroy their ability to employ their system of cheating. It is naive to think you, Donald Trump, can win with a larger number of votes. Joseph Stalin said, it's not the number of votes, but it's who counts the votes. When the demonic party cannot count the votes like in Florida, they lose. If you can destroy their system of cheating, in just four to five swing city states, you can win those states and a national election too. I have this message for all of you wishy-washy Republicans who are buying into the Machiavellian strategy the demonic Democratic Party is using. There is no way your party is ever going to win if you keep spineless people in leadership roles. 
you cannot allow the Democrats to dictate how your party will operate. They are out to destroy you just as they tried to do when they started the Civil War. People keep forgetting they started the Civil War. Uh, that's just, that's not in the, that's not in the commentary. You must never forget their history if you really want to put them out of business. Mr. Trump, you and the other loyal Republicans that really love this country must devise in secret a definite plan to implement that gets to the core root of what they devised, the Democrats, while your spineless Republican leaders were in bed sleeping. Old Abraham Lincoln was a spineless, wishy-washy leader for much of the Civil Wars. Henry Lloyd Garrison, the abolitionist, called him a piece of white trash like the people he grew up with in Kentucky and Illinois. General Grant and Sherman had that killer instinct that brought an end to the Democrats' attempts to destroy this country. All the Southern leaders and leadership should have been put on trial for treason and war crimes and then executed, just as Lee should have been included in that execution. This would have closed the door on the Democrats' resurrection and their comeback. Thaddeus Stevens and Charles Sumner, two great men who were in the Senate and in the House of Representatives during the Civil Rights, I mean, during the Civil War era, knew that if they didn't drive a stake into the heart of the beast, it would come back and destroy this country. The writer Harriet Beecher Stowe said at the start of the Civil War that it was God's divine retribution that would bring this nation all the suffering and misery that the slave mothers experienced for over the past 250 years. And it did. Mr. Trump, you must destroy their system of cheating if you really want to win. Tell that fool, Chucky boy, this is what the prophet Hosea said, they have sown the wind and they are going to reap a whirlwind. That slim margin that the House of Representatives won by was God's handicapping them so they will stay on track and not let those lobbyists, those Washington swamp lobbyists, buy their votes and their souls. The Paul Ryans are just a bunch of spineless traitors who have always been part of the problem. I quote, if you are not part of the solution, then you are the problem. Tell that Mitch McConnell, a career politician who needs to go out to pasture with the other old horses. Mr. Trump, God has a statistical theory in play called the regression toward the means. The regression towards the means. The pendulum is over to the left, but is slowly starting to move back toward the means. 
the political left, that's the Communist Democratic Party, has a short period of time in the scheme of God's will before he moves to destroy them. Mr. Trump, you must stay on target and use the momentum you will gain as the pendulum moves back towards the means. Let me blow away this lie that the wishy-washy Republicans and the lying Democrats are promoting. There really was a red tsunami, but the Democrats developed a storm barrier, a wall, like many of the countries of the Atlantic Ocean use to protect their harbors from powerful storms. All the hype about the red tsunami made the demonic party more determined to weaken the storm by employing their system of cheating to win in the swaying states. There was a good turnout in those states that the Democratic Party did not control. Their storm barriers consisted of, now this is what their storm barriers consisted of, of lies and misinformation by the national media and the internet media, Google in particular. Also, harvesting and changing written ballots. Also, the pathological liar Joe Biden's illegal tricks and distractions, the student loan trick. And we're still talking about the barrier, what consisted of the barrier, and the destruction of paper ballots cast during those long waiting periods, especially some of those waiting periods in some of those swaying states of 30, 30 to 50 days. They destroyed many of those ballots. As in the past, we, us Black folks, had no way to hold the Democrats accountable for what they did to us, especially during the civil rights period. There was no legal redress or consequences for their lawlessness. Do you hear that? No, we had no redress or consequences for their lawlessness. When they would appear before the news media and make claims of what a good job they did in destroying the red tsunami, my past came rushing back in waves of hate, anger, and resentment because they lied to the press concerning us so many times before, the Democrats. I guess I still suffered the same sense of hopelessness that I felt for a large portion of my life. Now that they have flipped the South and turned the North into my deja vu, of personal miseries and depression even today. My postscript, my name is Dr. James W. Briscoe. My postscript reads like this. The Arizona debacle only proved what we knew about their cheating and stealing elections. Their brazen arrogance was evident when they continued the cheating process that they had started prior to their debacle. Their swaying state sisters were more efficient at concealing their cheating. Now these swaying states are now telling their lies about winning to all the folks who would believe them. 
Jesus Christ said this, Satan is a murderer and the originator of the, of the lie. And his children are all liars too. Well, it's good to know the Democrats are the children of the liar and the murderer because their party is the death culture party. And that's the part of murdering. So Jesus was right about them in those two particular eras, especially. I finished reading my commentary essay. And now I'm going to just make a few points. My first point, well, let me just, again, define what deja vu means. It's a, it's a feeling having already experienced the present situation. I got that from the dictionary, Webster's Dictionary. It says it's also a feeling having already experienced a present situation, a tedious familiarity to list the opponents of this policy is to invite boredom and a sense of deja vu. Let's get to our first point. First, it's naive to think that if we play fair, you hear that, if the Republicans play fair, that we will have a chance to win an election in the swing states that the Democrats control. No, they cheat all the time. And so we've got to find a way to destroy their form of cheating and we've got to do some things that they don't know about in this next election. Two, Arizona is a case in point. They're the best case in point. And it's good that God exposed that them. Their gross failure gave us an inside up close look at what was repeated in Pennsylvania, New York, and the other swing states that the Democrats control. So we got a chance to see how that cheating system goes about. And they made it clear and it was evident. And they tried to use the same formula of cheating, but they were more inefficient than deficient. They, being, they were more inefficient and then rather than being efficient on how to do it. They were deficient. My third point is, as long as they are counting the final votes, we have no chance to win. They even cheat their own party members when they ch challenge the party's narrative. And I'm going to give you an example of them cheating their own party members. What happened in California, LA concerning the city attorney is an excellent example of what they do when they want to promote their party narrative and the person does not follow along with them. In the LA, LA has three and a half million people living in it. But first, let me mention what happened first in San Francisco. San Francisco had a city attorney who wasn't worth a nickel. He was letting people out of jail without even uh, posting bond and stuff like that, like they do in New York and those states. And they were coming back out and committing even worse crimes. So the Democrats 
LA, uh, San Francisco is 85% Democrats. They were sick of that city attorney. And so they decided to recall him by using the signature petitions. And they did it and they won. They won. They got rid of that man and got another person in who's not too much better, but they got a better person in. Well, the guy who was in, the city attorney who was in San Francisco about five years earlier, he was there and they chased him out the city. The San Francisco people chased him out the city. Well, he came down to LA and in a few years, he ran for the city attorney and he's a smooth, greasy liar and he won. Now we're talking about the Democrats, what they do today. In LA, it's probably about 85% also Democrats in that city. But he won. But he turned out to be just as bad as he was in San Francisco. So the LA Democrats said, let's get rid of him and let's use signature petitions to get rid of him. Well, they tried it. It didn't work. They had over 600,000 and all they needed was 500,000. And they got cheated and they, it didn't work. So they came back the second time and said, well, we'll have so many numbers that they won't be able to cheat us. They had over 750,000 signatures. And the people who set the, the signatures in, in, in place, I mean, set the petition in place, they said, we want to watch and see what y'all do because we didn't watch that last time. Well, they were there watching. And when it came time to, to look at the signatures and count the signatures, the people who were doing all the counting, these are Democrats, put the Democrats out the room, those ones who were supposed to be watching to see that they were being fair. And they put them out the room and wouldn't let them back in. And that same city, slimy city attorney won again because they canceled out over 250,000 signatures to keep him in office. <coughs> Excuse me. So the Democrats will cheat the Democrats when they're not following the party line. They don't care. They're cheaters. And they don't care. The communists in, in Russia, the Communist Party is run by Putin, but, they're, but he does things that even hurt the members of the party. And they can't get rid of him. So the Democrats, the Communist Democratic Party, they do what they want to do even to their own members. Let me move on. I just had to make that point. Our fourth point is their barbaric crimes, murdering Emmett Till, Major Edwards, bombing a church with three little girls in it, those barbaric crimes, and nobody went to jail for any of those things. That's what they did to us. The little girls that were at the church in Montgomery, those three little girls, there was an, an ironic thing to it. They were all friends of Condoleezza Rice. Condoleezza Rice, the one who came and was in George Bush's cabinet. They were all her friends. And she said later she was sick or she would have been in that same church that they bombed and she would have been one of the four girls that were killed. But she was sick and she was not there. Fifth, nothing sticks to them. Those crimes, none of those crimes have stuck to them where anybody would prosecute. All of the many atrocities, their lying disclaimers have washed their sins away. 
See, the Democrats are shameless. They're guiltless and they're lawlessness. They don't care or give a damn. They just want to continue and have their narrative pushed and destroy this nation and make a one world government. So nothing sticks to them. Six, the pathological liar, Joe Biden, once was held accountable for his lies, but he has a free pass now that the tide has changed in the favor of the Democrats. See, the news media back in the 80s and I think in the 90s also, he ran two times for the in the primaries for the Democratic presidency, and the news media nailed him each time and caught him in his lies. A pathological liar is more than a compulsive lie. A pathological liar lives in his lies. His lies are his reality for him. If Biden met with a group of people from Mars, he would come to them and tell them that he had been to Mars on several occasions. If he met with a group of people from Alaska, he'll say that he was up there in, in those Alaska ice huts Two, and he had been up there. He lies whatever the occasion is, he lies to fit that occasion because that's his reality. That's the way he lives. He is a pathological liar. He failed in the third grade. And we, in teaching, we used to have, there's a syndrome for the third grader failure. Yet you can't find any fail because they cleaned that up. Like, see, they did like Obama. Obama cleaned up everything that you can't even figure out who he was. But the pathological liars starred in the third grade. The Machiavellian strategy and the wishy-washy Republicans are hooking into what the swamp lovers want them to believe. They want them to believe and destroy the, Democrat, the Republican Party by saying, we got to get rid of Trump. Well, that's a lie and it's stupid. But the Machiavellian strategy is seeming to wait to work with a number of wishy-washy Republicans. They don't care if they win or lose. They just want to be in the swamps there in Washington, D.C., and get all the gravy you can get out the swamps and all the things that the swamp can provide you. That's all they want, and the Democrats know that, too. They know who the swamp people are. Well, let's move on. The Macphillian strategy is out in force. My eighth point is, the regression toward the means is in play. You understand? The regression towards the means. That's a statistical measure that you can use to measure political uh, opinions. You can use it for, for uh, polls that you're raising one uh, uh, to measure how people are uh, responding to something or something like that. That is in play, as I said. God has that in play. Briscoe doesn't have that in play. He has that in play. And the fact that it's been over to the left for such for at least the last 12 years, it's been over there and left. But it's starting to move back toward the means. And once it gets to the means, then it'll move to the right. And it moves slow, years in just making one point to another point, and it's moving back or forth, whichever one. So the pendulum is now starting to move back toward the means. And so that's the regression toward the means. And that means that at, when it gets to the means and starts slowly to the right, 
the right, those people who are like Hitler, the Nazis and stuff, and we're starting to see it even in Europe. It already happened in Italy, but it's going to continue. The fact is, when it starts to the right, the right is going to give you people on the left hell. And once that Antichrist comes in, because he will be on the right, he's going to destroy all the left. He's going to go after them with a fierce velocity of destroying them. And then eventually he'll turn on the Jews. Many of the people on the left are Jews. The Jews, when Hitler was coming to power, everybody thinks that he just focused on the Jews. No, the Nazis were fighting. They were street battles fighting against the communists before he, once he started gaining power and before he took di di dictatorship. They were fighting the communists. And eventually, once he got dictatorship, he kicked the communists out of most of the Communist Party out of out of Germany. And that's who they were. And guess what? Some of you are going to say that I'm against Jews. No, I know history. Most of the communists in Hitler in Germany were Jews. The whole concept of atheism comes out of the Jews after they were taken to Babylon. So the Antichrist will give hell to the left, and he's going to go after you Muslims too, and he's going to make y'all's life hell. And he's going to move towards a one system government and the rest of us are going to catch hell. Church is going to be gone. I'm going to be gone. I'm not going to even have to deal with that when it gets to the right. Let me move toward closing. If the Republican leadership remains as it is, this party is doomed for destruction. But God, there's going to be an act of God that's going to come forth. It's not going to be man. Man can't do anything. God's going to do it. The Republicans must see their reality and become as aggressive as Trump has been since his entry into the political arena. You understand that? You've got to be assertive. You can't be passive with a bunch of people such as the demonic party of the Democrats, the death culture, the death culture. You keep forgetting they are the death culture. There's nothing about them that has life in it. Well, so we must continue to watch. We must continue to pray. Uh, in Zechariah, when they asked Zechariah if he, the Jews were praying to ask him to change the, the uh, prophecies that were going to hit the Israel, the Lord told Zechariah, I'm not changing those prophecies. I'm not. They will continue. Your rituals or anything is not going to change. All the praying y'all want to do is not going to change what the prophecies for this world are. And this world is going to come to its destruction. So let me close. Maranatha, talk to you next year, if it's God's will. Maranatha.